Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, We're going to look at a number of different issues today, a little broader perspective than we often do, uh, to to see how things are happening from a spiritual basis in different aspects of American society, American culture. Uh, You're definitely not going to want to miss this. Uh, To help us do that, we're hopefully going to be bringing on someone later in the show uh, to give their perspective with regard to uh, some of the challenges and and the impact of the the, uh, recent Supreme Court cases uh, on religious freedom. To help me do that, we have with us here someone who I highly respect, uh, John Campbell, who uh, heads up our missions outreach and, uh, you know, office there in uh, Southern California for PJI, Garden Grove. So welcome. Yeah, thank you, Brad. Good to be here with you this morning and get a chance to chat once again about what does it mean to live out our faith in this ever-changing environment here in the United States. Yeah, and it's it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge. Now, you used to be a pastor That's yourself right. for a good number of years. Uh, you, 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 you did your time, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you will. That's right. Uh, and I uh, have so much respect for people who, who, uh, who come from your background because it's so uh, challenging in today's society uh, to be a pastor, to be ministering to people, and in your congregation, you have things coming in your congregation, issues that you didn't have just 10, 20, 30 years ago. That's right. It is uh, in a lot of times we're facing things that are now moral dilemmas in today's world that weren't, weren't even topics of discussion 15, even, even 10 years ago in some of these aspects. Like, you know, we've talked about several times, you know, the mutilating of children. That, w- that wasn't even a discussion point 10 years ago. Yeah, the legalized mutilation Physical mutilation of children That's right. is like unheard of, and yet it's not only legal, it's, it's advocated right. by a huge segment in our society and, uh, and one of the two major political parties of, of our society right. advocates right. physical mutilation of children and promoting confusion, gender identity confusion yeah. in children yeah. who've just left alone would work out that confusion, but no, they want that confusion to stay, and they want those kids mutilated and permanently sterilized, and, uh, and most of them will end up dead by, by the age of 30. So it's, it's very sick, it's evil, it's demonic, and that's the kind of thing that we're dealing with. And, you know, John, I tell you, people say, you know, what do we do legally? Well, there are things that we can do legally, and we're going to talk about that, but I yeah. think most importantly, we need to understand this is a spiritual war. That's right. It's intensively spiritual, and we as Christians need to understand that, and we need to fight spiritually with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, uh, with intercessory prayer for individuals. Now is the time for prayer warriors to be and and serve as prayer warriors, and for those who have not been prayer warriors to understand the importance of bringing prayer into their life for intercessory purposes. It's essential, and the coming together of the saints— um, gathering together with other like-minded Christians who are willing to stand in the gap spiritually for others and to share that light. It, you mean like all the, I mean, all the Baptists coming together <laughs> from First Baptist, Second Baptist, Third Baptist. 
Oh, you mean broader there's, than that? that? Broader than that. There's value in that too, <clears throat> but even at the local level. So many times it's easy for Christians to say, uh, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to fight the fight or, you know, I'm, I, I'm doing what's right in my own world. Well, the scripture tells us, you know, to never stop meeting together. The gathering of the saints is important. Oh. Even if it's not, even if I'm good, maybe you need my support and encouragement, Brad, or maybe I need to lean on you for your wisdom, your support. <clears throat> A lot of times we help each other through these crises. Yeah, it's, it's so important. It's yeah. so needed. Uh, comfort, Christianity, um, that is what's consumed us yeah. and to our own demise. That's right. And yet with the challenges, I think come a greater awakening and a greater need for people to, to pray, uh, to be in fellowship together, to encourage one another. Uh, the body of Christ grows stronger the more we're challenged in many ways, the true followers of Christ. And then those who are just cultural Christians, uh, they fall away. Yeah. You know, they, they're not real, the, real, the real deal. You know, they go to church for marketing purposes and, and you know, whatever. But this is a, a, a time when I see the body of Christ coming together as you said, from different backgrounds, different denominations, and understanding where we are and the need to be in the spiritual uh, battle that's, that's taking place. So uh, I think that's really important moving forward. Now, I understand uh, that we've got, uh, before we get into the, some of the issues and things, yeah. we've got a major event coming up at PJI, Pacific Justice Institute. It's our big annual Celebration of Justice. That's right. Here in Southern California at the JW Marriott, October 28th. It's going to be a fantastic night. And Brad, we've got a special guest speaker coming in that night, don't we? Yes, I am going to be speaking that night. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, we're going to have, <laughs> we're going to have uh, Kaylee McEnany. She's going to be our keynote speaker. I'm going to be talking a little bit, but she's the, the keynote speaker, former White House Press Secretary for Donald Trump, and uh, very bright. Uh, she's, a, she's a Harvard attorney. That's right. Uh, she's uh, very strong in her Christian faith, very articulate, yeah. very insightful, and her background's incredible. So, key element in the previous administration's establishment of the current Supreme Court, which we're going to talk about in a, in a moment, I mean, that was, she was essential a part of that administration. Yeah, and people, and, and so she was behind the scenes in a major way to make sure that the right justices were put on the Supreme Court that have now resulted in a huge windfall yeah. for religious freedom, for the sake of human life, and for parental rights, That's right. which is a new booming area in the, in, in the law that we at Pacific Justice are going to take advantage of and get some case, more cases of the Supreme Court dealing with parental rights to really shore up those rights and protections of both parents, families, and their children. And people of faith, and I know we're, we're transitioning a little bit, but Brad, you said something... Um, at an event we were at uh, last week that really struck a chord with me, and you were saying that in the Supreme, this current Supreme Court's decision is so essentially pro-faith that they came out, and you're going to probably correct me in my statement here, Brad, but that it's not just uh, the, the Supreme Court and the government can't avoid religion. They need to encourage people of faith. Right? right. Was it was something to that, to that effect? You can elaborate on that. Yes. They, they need to uh, you know, encourage... Uh, you know, people of faith, and uh, to to practice and carry out what God has given them. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you look at the Book of Esther. And I was recently preaching from the Book of Esther uh, last Sunday, and or Sunday before last, up in Sacramento for mm -hmm. a church. 
it was yeah. it was exciting. We had two people come to Christ at the end of the service, Amen. raise their hands to receive Jesus. It's my favorite way of ending a service is is for the the Holy Spirit to move and for people to respond. But this, this, the 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 reference point was the Book of Esther, and how in the Book of Esther we saw how you know Mordecai, you know was you know was there and uh, Esther was the the queen of the king of the Median Persian Empire, yeah. and the Jews were going to be slaughtered. And Mordecai, her her adopted dad, if you will, actually her, her older cousin, uncle, yeah. uncle, and and he went ahead and stepped in and and said, uh, "Look, you need to speak up. You need to let them know you're a Jew, and you do not want the Jewish people to be massacred." And she says, "You know, if I do this, if I don't have his prior uh, authority to come before him, and he doesn't extend his his uh, his sepulcher or whatever, you know, then yeah. I'm dead." Right. And he said, if you don't speak up, then you and yours will be dead. Yeah. You will not be immune, and God will, will move through some other way. Right. He says, but maybe you are in where you, where you are for such a time as this. Yeah. She spoke up, and God put Mordecai in a position of high leadership and empowered the, the church empowered, it's not the church, empowered the, the Israelis, the Jewish people. Right, God's people. To not just defend themselves, but to go on the offense. Right. So God has given us a lot of, uh, three new Mordecais, if you will, with our Supreme Court. Yes. Through the former President Donald Trump. Incredible justices ruling in favor of God's people in terms of our freedoms, our liberties. The key question, though, and I tell this to people all the time, the key question is whether or not the people of God, that is the body of Christ in this scenario, um, are going to respond and take advantage of that like the people did in Esther's time. And it's really exciting because they not only defeated and suppressed those who were out to kill them, but in the end of the day, at the end of, verse cha- of chapter 8, the people there were so awestricken by the Jews and, and taken back and some fearful right. that they themselves converted to Judaism. Right and became a follower of the Lord. So when we are faithful and bold and courageous, God can speak, do incredible things. So God's given us these great opportunities with the Supreme Court decisions. Right. The body of Christ needs to step up and use those boldly. Before I came here, I was on the phone talking to someone with a, from a large financial company. I'll just leave it at that. And he said, hey, I want to start a Bible study. And how do I do it? How do I get it going? That's awesome. Um, and I had a good long talk with him, and he's going to be implementing what I advised, and I'm going to be working with him. I want to see those calls pouring in, because we have the resources on our website, pji.org, right. to strengthen and empower people to live their faith in the workplace. Great training video. Uh, but we need, to, we need to see more of that, and hopefully, by God's grace, the work of the Holy Spirit, we will. That's right. That's awesome. At PJI, we exist to serve everyone in need of counsel, representation, and defense of their religious liberties, parental rights, and the sanctity of life. We don't take cases based on how high profile they are. We are workhorses, not show horses. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Welcome back. John, we've got uh, a lot of things that are happening in, the challenging, in a challenging way. 
across the nation. We have cases all across the nation. But when we see positive things happening, we got to call it out. It's That's encouraging right. the body of Christ. So I understand that thousands were recently baptized in Orange County. And when I'm not talking about uh, in the movie Jesus Revolution, where it happened right. you know, decades ago, I'm talking about something that just happened, which should be an encouragement to the body of Christ for potential revival and the, and the, the new movement of, of the Holy Spirit. That's right. We were just talking about the challenges people in China face under persecution and the, the explosion of the gospel message. Well, we stand in the gap, PGI does, for a lot of those challenging things. And in response to that, we're seeing in a blue-blue place like California, the Greg Glory's Church, the Harvest Christian Fellowship, <clears throat> had just over 4,000 people get baptized about two weeks ago here at Pirate's Cove, the same spot that was featured in the movie Jesus Revolution where Greg was originally baptized decades ago. This is over 4,000 people got baptized at that same place yeah. in Orange County? In one instance. In one instance. Yeah, so not, not over several weeks or several months. We're talking an hours-long event for, for people being transformed and willing to uh, publicly display their profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Now, my, this is my attorney coming out here. I'm a little yeah. cynical <laughs> when I hear this. I'm thinking like, I wonder what percentage of those were people who had never been baptized before or were Christians saying, yeah, I, I want to recommit my life to the Lord and I've been baptized before, maybe two or three times. I'm going to be baptized again. Yeah. We don't have any statistical information in that regard with regards to you know the proportion who are being baptized for the first time. Because right. the Bible says you only need to be baptized once. That's right. And uh, I'm not talking about the sprinkling. I'm talking about the dunking. Full immersion. Full immersion, baptism. When people come to Christ and make a personal decision to receive Christ, yeah. that's my understanding theologically. Some people will disagree with me on that. That's fine. Yeah. I got some, some Lutheran friends out there that's may disagree with me on that. Yeah. But, but the point is, is, is that you know, we're not to be baptized over and over again. My impression was is that most of those being baptized were people being baptized for the first time. That's right. And I could pretty safely say that in today's environment, Brad, these are people who are making willing, conscious decisions to follow Christ because it's not publicly popular anymore to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We've talked about it. We've seen it in, you know, if you're a conservative, if you, if you express godly Christian evangelical values, you're persecuted in today's America. Uh, you can't believe that marriage is one man, one woman. You can't believe that there's only two biological genders. Um, or as we've talked about earlier about protecting children's lives, uh, you know, avoiding uh, medical... Uh, castration or all these things. So to make this profession, this public declaration of their faith in Christ is a big step. Yeah, it, it really is, especially when Christianity is no longer a cultural advantage no. in many parts of the country. Yeah, It's a major disadvantage. That's right. In fact, when I was speaking to that gentleman I mentioned earlier in the show who wants to start a Bible study, yeah. uh, you know, I gave him, you know, here's what you do, here's the procedure. But then I made it cl clear to him, I said, just so you know, uh, there's a chance that you may be blackballed. Yeah. Uh, HR could be someone who is totally antagonistic and hateful for Christians. Yeah. Uh, someone in upper management may hear about this and maybe directly or maybe just implicitly uh, just want to get rid of you. Yeah. Now, we'll protect you. We'll defend you. 
but we have to be able to prove that the reason you were fired was because you wanted a, a Bible study during lunchtime yeah. and not so, for some other reason. And sometimes we can do that. Sometimes the other side is very deceptive and they make up things. So I think it's important for Christians to understand that there's a cost, there's a price yeah. to be paid. And when we see so many willing to step up openly in their profession of faith to be baptized right. publicly. Right. And it's the day and the hour which we're, where we are at right now. That's a real encouragement uh, to the body of Christ. And it, it is a massive encouragement. And, you know, it's a reminder that even in a place, you know, people have always made fun of us here in California. You know, we get the jokes of the fruits, nuts, and the flakes and all those kind of things. But in a, in a blue area, Southern California, I mean, we're right next door to L.A. We're, you know, San Diego's not far away. Um, we're seeing a move of God. I, I truly believe people giving their lives to Christ. It, it's a reminder for us to pray for Newsom. I mean, how amazing. I mean, I, he's, you, you talked about seeing people give their life to Christ as your favorite thing. Your second favorite thing is suing Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. But if we were able to see a transformation in his life, that would be a, a tremendous uh, win for Jesus. And, you know, that's, yeah. that's what we need. You know, and I, I really appreciate that perspective because you know, it's, it's easy to get angry and frustrated with politicians that are, are blind. They're lost. Yeah. But they're acting like blind, lost politicians should. That's right. You know, we, that's, so what we need to do is, yeah, uh, combat their policies, which we do in the legislature and we do in the courts. Right. But the body of Christ needs to be praying for these people to come to Jesus. Yes. It's so awesome and powerful when someone of influence does a 180 their eyes are open, and they come to Christ. And there's actually a biblical example of that, the uh, Apostle Paul. Yes. He was a man of high influence. Yes. Well, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees in the church, good standing with the, the high priest and everyone, and yes. he was leading the charge in the wrong direction to persecute the, the, the church, and he came to Christ. Christ came to him. Yes. And on the road to Damascus, his life went 180 and his testimony was powerful. Yeah. And I think we as Christians, we need to be lifting up and praying uh, for, for leaders like this. Did you know you can request free legal assistance on PJI's website? Just visit pji.org and click the Request Legal Assistance button. You'll be put in touch with one of our attorneys who can help you. Now, back to the Dacus Report. You know, when... Uh, Ginsburg was on the court uh, before she passed away. I really felt led, and I led people in prayer on this show to be praying for Ginsburg to come to Christ. Yeah. And as it turns out, she passed away not that long after that. Uh, I was also praying personally for uh, uh, the you know the, the the famous leader that started the whole Afghan war, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the, the great famous world terrorist, um, and that he'd come to Jesus, right. and he didn't. And instead, our, our troopers you know, took him out. Um, but we need to be lifting up people like the President of the United States, uh, Biden, Gavin Newsom, uh, and, and praying for him. In fact, let's, let's go ahead and pray for him right now. Absolutely. Uh, why don't you uh, lead sure. in prayer and just pray for our, our leaders, and uh, particularly for those who, who don't know Jesus, yeah. who need salvation. That's right. If you'll join us in prayer, 
Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come once again and to celebrate you, to honor you, and to give you praise and glory. And thank you for this reminder, Father, in our discussion that these leaders need you. They need um, your wisdom, your guidance. God, we pray for radical transformation. We've, we've seen some things that have been fruit that, that don't represent somebody who follows Christ. The decisions that have come out of this Biden administration does not follow a biblical direction. And we pray, God, for a radical transformation, not just for the president, but for his staff and his counsel, yes. Father. We pray for these governors around the country and other people of power and influence. Too many for us to name, but in particular, since we brought him up, Gavin Newsom. Lord, we pray, Father, that you would grasp his heart. May he not feel peace and rest until he mm -hmm. looks to you and acknowledges that you are Lord and Savior of all. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. 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 So, Amen. Uh, it's important. It is. It's important. It is. And, and God yeah. can do incredible things. And God is doing things. Yeah. And, and that's what we get to celebrate. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's exciting. And we're, uh, it's, it's great to see. About 4,500 people were baptized. Yeah. I understand that they had a whole week. Um, you know, this past weekend drew over 20,000 people from all over the globe. Yeah. According to Harvest Christian Fellowship, with thousands uh, and thousands patient, waiting patiently for hours to be baptized. Yeah. So it wasn't just in Orange County. There were baptisms massively publicly Beyond taking place that, yeah. across the globe. And I think we're going to see more of that as the Holy Spirit moves. And, uh, and we as Christians respond and, and share the hope that is within us. If we don't share, how are they to know? Yeah, that's right. And so we need to do that, folks. Uh, a court has decided to side with Amish families uh, in a case that involved septic tanks. Yeah. Now, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm having a hard time connecting septic tanks with faith. Uh, yeah. I, I'm giving this to you. Go, sure. go for it. Go for it. Well, as it, is, is many of us are aware, and if they're not aware, the Amish community has chosen as a part of their faith to set aside things of modern luxury and convenience. Now, I don't know all the details of that. I'm not here to debate all that. But things like electricity and those things, they've set aside for more manual type uh, endeavors. And in a lot of ways, they've done some amazing work in that. A lot of people like Amish craftsmanship because of their skills and ability that way. Well, there was a, a community in Minnesota that would passed a law to require every house to be on a septic system. And the Amish communities, not just here in Minnesota, but in different parts of the United States, have you know agreed together that whatever the element is of that is a violation of their extremely uh, uh, held religious beliefs. Not extremely held, but their 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 deeply held religious beliefs. And so they uh, argued against it and said, "Hey, we have alternative ways to deal with." gray water issues from homes and that has to do with like shower water kitchen water those kind of things and how homes um you know process that and the the courts ruled against them and so it went all the way ruled to the against the amish ruled against the amish okay and saying no they need to you know install these systems according to the local uh, municipality codes eventually goes to the supreme court and the supreme court then ruled in their favor and sent it back to the lower court to say, you need to, you need to look at this again. And uh, in fact, one of the justices, Gorsius, went back to an, an earlier decision in saying that the, the state failed to demonstrate a compelling state interest 
uh, in this requirement that they can get by without it and that they can't put this undue burden on on the Amish and the people of faith. And you have a much greater understanding of the impact of that, Brad, from the legal perspective. Yeah, the, the, the impact is not just dealing with the Amish. This is the Supreme Court once again, once again saying, hey, religious freedom is important. Uh, we take the free exercise clause of the First Amendment seriously around here. Yes. And government, if, if you do anything to imperil or burden faith, you better have a darn good reason, a yeah. compelling state uh, reason, uh, interest, and it must be absolutely necessary with regards to what you're specifically requiring. It has to be narrowly tailored, whatever you're requiring, to meet that compelling state interest. Uh, it was a, a great decision. Uh, Neil Gorsuch said he's one of the chief justices, one of the justices on the Supreme Court. He also said, quote, he goes, in this country, neither the Amish nor anyone else mm -hmm. should have to choose between their farms and their faith. So this is a, a fantastic decision by the... Uh, by the courts, and uh, way to go, Neil Gorsuch, for his, uh, his decision and, um, and his earlier opinion. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at PJI.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.